maybe today's the day I break 80. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold G. Well, you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. All right, Break 80 Podcast here live, although this won't be coming out live. Take a day or two to get the content out. Right, right. From the Rocket Mortgage with Will Davidson, now Ryan Gerard's caddy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for being on. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. A little bit of a stressful Friday. It was. You know, we were uh, we were cruising along, got uh, eight under, I believe, and uh, just, you know, ran into a couple bad breaks on the back nine, which was the front nine here, but was our back nine. A uh, couple, uh, couple bogeys down the stretch and... Made us sweat it out the weekend. And I think uh, I think you took a little bit of time out of your day for me. I appreciate it. And we talked, oh, absolutely. We talked yesterday, and times were a little bit a little bit stressful and strenuous as you watched that cut line move a little bit. Yeah, you know, we were kind of thinking it was going to be five under. Um, he actually asked me on the ninth tee box. He said, hey, do, do we need to make birdie here on the last? We were at five under at the time. I said, no, no. I said, we're, we should be good. Five's probably going to be the cut. Um, let's just, you know, let's go make, uh, you know, hit the middle of the green, give ourselves a look at birdie and see what happens. And we ended up missing the green a little left and, uh, chip went a little bit long, long past the pen and, uh, missed the putt. So made bogey on the last and had to sweat it out the rest of the afternoon. I would say rumor has it, but this is, this is documented. This is in multiple articles that you bring a certain headspace with you. Uh, you brought it to one of the Corda sisters. You were with, uh, uh Lexi. Yeah. Lexi. Yeah, I was Lexi with Lexi. Compton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, no, I was, you know, I, I try to be a positive person on the golf course. I, I'm trying to bring a positive mindset to anyone that I caddy for. Um, you know, with me, I feel like there's always two ways to look at things. Like, uh, you know, for instance, you watched us on six yesterday. We were stuck behind a tree, um, had to kind of chip out and, and miss the, the green right and had to take a, a drop that wasn't ideal. Um but you know, it just it just showed us that uh, hey, there's another way to play this hole. We we could have played it in another direction, played it low and kept it short of the green. We chose to try and hit a high draw and or try a high hook around the around the tree, and you know, ended up not being the better play. But um, keeping him in the right mindset of even though that may not have been the right play, we're still grinding. Hey, let's let's go get this up and down. Hey, let's uh, you know let's even if we just get this on the green and we have a twenty footer for par, let's get you know have a, give ourselves a look at it. And uh, with Ryan, it's easy, though, because um, he's such a positive person, has such a great mindset of, of hey, let's, let's continue to grind and let's continue to, to – let's go make a birdie here on the next hole. You know, it, it, he's just got a really good mindset. But I try to be positive with everybody that I, I work with. How, how did you all find each other? Because this is, this is a newer relationship, uh, at least to the public it is. It is. Um, yep. Are you sought out as, as a caddy, or so what happens to, to start that? Yeah, so um, I was super fortunate to work with uh, Akshay Batia, uh, uh, starting in Honda this year, and um, worked with him for a little while, uh, somewhat of a trial basis, and, and we played really well. Uh, finished second in Puerto Rico, fourth in Mexico. Um, you know, played well, had a good run. 
Uh, I think he's still trying to, to figure out, um, you know, get his, his feet wet. And this is his first year on tour and whatnot. So uh, ended up he decided to, to make a change, which happens in this, this industry. Um, but yeah, Ryan actually uh, reached out. So we played with Ryan when I was with Akshay and um, at Valero in San Antonio. And uh, yeah, he reached out to me um, about a week after, a week or two after uh, I ended things with or Akshay and I finished working together. And just said, hey, man, I would, uh, you know, I decided to make a change. I would love to have you out here. Um, do you want to give it a trial and see how it goes? And, and so this is our third week. Uh, that's three cuts made, and including the U.S. Open. We won the U.S. Open qualifier, so we, uh, we're locked in and, and ready to keep going forward. It sounds like you're, you're off to the races. And that dialogue that you had, and folks, the, the shot that I watched Ryan hit, it it was a monster hook. I mean, the thing had to had to hook 50, 60 yards oh, yeah. at least, and uh, it got over the top of these hundred some foot high trees out here as well. Just just huge. But the dialogue was back and forth. What you mentioned, he's a positive person. You're a positive person. What's that dialogue like over a shot? What's the conversation that occurs? Yeah. So again, positivity is always great, um, but we really just like to, you know, obviously I get the yardage, and and we kind of decide okay, what are our options to begin with? Um, in that situation, we could go low and try and hook it under the trees or go high and hook it around the trees. Um, obviously, we chose to go high in that situation. Uh, and you're right, that was a nine iron that had to hook about 50 yards um, from around a, a big oak tree. And uh, it's hard to do that, especially when balls below your feet because um, that's easy to, you know, we kind of, as amateurs, we kind of tend to pull it and, and you've still got to, you know, a six foot wide tree in front of you that you got to hook it around. But, uh, yeah, we really just talk about how we like to, you know, what we see in the shot. He, he tells me what he sees, what shot he prefers in this situation. I kind of do the same, whether I agree with him or whether I say, mm, okay, but what about this option? Um, so we really talk about the options, talk about the yardage. Then we talk about the club. Um, say, you know, I like hitting this with the nine iron versus the eight iron. Um, cause we knew that if, in that situation, if the nine iron did hook enough, which it still didn't quite hook enough that we needed to, and it came up short, that was still better than if we tried to hook an eight iron and it one hopped over the back of the green. So for us, it's more of a, a safety play. Where are, Where is our miss? Um, in that situation, it was missing just short was the better miss than missing long. So you're taking all the variables, talking about where our misses, where you know, where do we need to be if this doesn't go like we want it to? Um, and then we make a decision. And once we make that decision, I'm just, I'm full confident. Hey, you know, trust your shot here. See your shot. Get a good visual of what we're trying to do here. And I just tell them to, you know, get after it. And that's kind of how we, we do it in each and every shot. Has there been that moment yet where you've, you've stepped in? We've, we've heard some of the talks with uh, a couple players on tour where, the caddy will actually step in and say, no, you're not hitting that club. Or the famous tin, club, uh, tin cup moment where uh, Roy McAvoy has to snap all of his clubs yeah. where you can play the yeah. right hand. Have, has um, there been a case yet where you've, you've stepped in and, and made that call, or does it usually fall back to the player? Usually it falls back to the player. Now, with Ryan, no, I've not had to step in and, and make that call. I have had to do that in the past. Um, there's a, a great quick story I'll tell you. Uh, Hao Tong Lee, when I worked with him back years ago, 2015-16. Um, you know, I'll make this a short story, but uh, we were playing the Volvo China Open, and we're coming down 18. I know that we have a, a, a three-shot lead. 
He doesn't know it, though, because the guy that we were tied with, we birdied 17. The guy that we were tied with, who's in the group behind us, doubled 16. And the only reason I knew that was the cameraman told me, he goes, hey, so-and-so, I can't remember his name, um, so-and-so just doubled uh, 16. You've got a three-shot lead. 18's a par five. Um, we had perfect drive. And how Tom goes in the middle of the fairway, he goes, he's like, all right, you know, here, what are the numbers? And I said, all right, number is, you know, 215 yards to the bunker on the left front edge is is 261 and and pan is 280 and i said but uh the layup number is you know 190 yards and he goes layup he said, we're not laying up I said i need to make birdie or eagle here i said no i said how tongue said we've got a three shot lead so i said here you're hitting the seven iron i handed him <laughs> i physically handed him the seven iron and he goes are you sure are you sure we have a lead i said i'm telling you right now we have a three shot lead so you're hitting seven iron and we hit seven iron, laid it up perfectly, uh, hit a great wedge into the back edge of the green, and uh, ended up knocking it in for five, which was good enough to win. I, I love that it was pedal to the metal off the tee, too. Didn't tell him oh, on yeah. the tee box. Didn't tell him on the tee box. We were still hitting driver off the tee. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I waited until the right moment uh, in that scenario to, to mention something. Like, hey, yeah, by the way, the three-shot lead. Uh, the tee box on 18 is not the place to do that. <laughs> so you've seen a lot of the tour, of the, the tours, I should say. China, LPGA, PGA. Uh, obviously, we've got some of the, the mix between Live and PGA mm -hmm. coming up. This is not the, the conversation yeah. for that. It's more about the amenities, about any differences you might have experienced or what a, what a caddy can experience when they come to that, that final sure. top echelon level. Yeah, so I've been really fortunate. Um, I've worked, you know, Corn Ferry. I've worked European Tour for five and a half years. I've worked PGA Tour for a number of years, LPGA Tour for two years, and I actually did my first stint on the Champions Tour this year um, with Larry Mize, which was great. But, uh, yeah, you know, all the, the tours, when you get up to the PGA Tour, European Tour, LPGA Tour, are all very similar. Um, now, the PGA Tour is going to bring the most fans, bring the most, um, you know, people to the event. It's going to have the bigger grandstands and all that. But, you know, like when it comes to majors – um, you know, Europe, obviously the, the British Open, the Open is, is a European event. Um, it's obviously a massive event. The LPGA, like the U.S. Open, still feels like a U.S. Open. Um, the amenities are all very similar. You know, they, they do great with us as caddies. They take care of us. Our, our food is always great at the majority of places. Um, they always take care of us when it comes to a lot of the places do laundry for us because that is something on the road that makes it really tough. Um, this, I'm on a six-week stint right now, so I'm going to have to do laundry five at least five times because I only bring clothes for about eight or nine days. Um, but the amenity-wise, I would say it, the best is on the PGA Tour and um, the European Tour. Mm -hmm. Those really you know, are a little bit above the others. I'm not saying the LPGA Tour is bad by any means, um, but... You know, they all have their their realm of being able to take care of us. They do great things for us. They, you know, set up caddy nights sometimes with, like, dinner or, or drinks, or they'll put a keg out here sometimes for some of the guys. Um, you know, they do, like, Mexico Open this year, we had a um, par three contest with all the caddies. And, and so they a lot of the events do a lot of really good stuff for us. Um, they take care of us, but... Uh, I'd say the PGA Tour is probably the the top echelon, and and that's you know where all of us caddies strive to be you know strive to get to. Absolutely, I know that we're here at Rocket Mortgage. I, I'm not sure if that's going to necessarily paint 
a favorite, but is there a favorite tour stop that you have for, for some of the amenities? A, yeah, just on a career side, and B, a, a course that you particularly like and enjoy? Course-wise, I love Quail Hollow. I love Wells Fargo, love Quail Hollow. I think that is a phenomenal golf course. Um, I think that's a, that's a major venue that, you know, obviously we don't play a major there very often. We played the PGA in 19, I believe it was. But, you know, I think Quail Hollow is an, is an awesome golf course. I, I would have figured you wanted something flatter, like here. It's not the easiest to have, or, yeah. Or uh, over a Bay Hill. Yeah, Bale's another, Bale's another good one. Um, but uh, amenity-wise, uh, I've actually got to give props this year to the uh, RBC Canadian Open. It was really good. They, the Caddy Lounge for, the, for RBC was, was top-notch. Um, you know, as it is this week as well. This week actually is a really, really good week as well. Rocket Mortgage does a phenomenal job of taking care of us as caddies, amenity-wise. Um, let's see. Pebble's always a good one. You know, it's a, it's a big tent, but it's it's great, you know, camaraderie with everybody. You know, players and caddies are kind of both there in the same spot. Uh, and you get celebrities as well, so you you know, kind of all with everybody there. Um, but, yeah, I would have to say course-wise, my favorite on tour on the PGA Tour is probably Quail Hollow. Well, don't mind the uh, the sound, folks. That's the horn going off at play, getting called momentarily here at the uh, Rocket Mortgage. Uh, we're still on this interview, though. We'll we'll get through it before the lightning strikes oh, yeah. and the rain comes. Uh, I suppose next up, a little bit your own business venture. I know you through Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something a little bit independent going on. There is. So I have been super fortunate to come across some great people in my career um, in the golf industry. Uh, but uh, yeah, I decided that when COVID hit, it all started with a good friend of mine down in from Auburn, Alabama, um, guy named Keith Little started. Uh, he called me. I used to help his daughter with some golf lessons back in the day. And uh, COVID hit. Everybody, everything stopped from the PJ Tour, LPJ Tour, all the tours. And uh, he said, why don't you come by? Let's see what you, you know, I got something I wanted to show you. I said, okay, sounds good. He had a salsa that he's been making. He started a salsa. He had a salsa company that he wanted to start. His wife wanted to help him with it, whatever. And so he said, you want to partner with me on the salsa? I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. So that was my first venture. We're, we're growing with the salsa, and we've got a salsa that's kind of in the southeast United States, mainly Alabama and Georgia, but it's growing. And then last year, um, I was able to start um, a brand called Birdie Brands. And Birdie Brands is a is a golf skincare company, and that's where I was like, I really want to do something in the golf industry, you know, kind of help some caddies out, help some, um, you know, guys out here on tour. But you know, because I have such good connections and know so many people out here now, like I really wanted to use those, um, and so that's what we did. We there's really not a market for golf skincare. Um, so we, that's kind of what we developed was a, a golf skincare brand. And, and I'm familiar with one of the sprays. It's a, yeah. it's a refreshing spray, but are there, are there more products on? There are. So we've got seven total products, um, potential with a couple more coming out. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the spray that you, that you tried was the, uh, our cooling endurance spray. It's a cleanser. So it's aloe vera based cleanser, which, you know, when you put on aloe, everybody knows it gets cold, feels great. Um, but it's a cleanser, so you spray it while you're out on the golf course. Cleans your face, cleans your pores, keeps uh, dirt and grime off of your, you know, your skin. Um, keeps you from breaking out if you go to the gym or something like that. I use it at the gym all the time. 
uh, it really, you know, just keeps your skin fresh and hydrated uh, and keeps all the dirt out. And it's all refreshing at the same time. So that's one of our really cool products. Another product we have is we've got two bug sprays that are all natural bug sprays. One's a peppermint, one's a, um, a lemongrass. And uh, we call them apparel sprays because we spray them on our hat and on my collar, like collar your shirt or on your shoes or socks, whatever. And, uh, you know, keeps the gnats and bugs away out of your eyes while you're playing golf. And it smells great. Doesn't smell like, you know, diesel fuel and, and DEET. It's, uh, it's just all natural bug spray. It smells like peppermint and lemongrass. Us folks from Minnesota know, know that DEET smell all too well. Oh, yeah. That's an Alabama do too. Trust yep. me. Yep. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a lot of exciting things happening this year on the, the golf side now um, with Ryan Gerard now. Mm-hmm. Are there events that you're very much looking forward to as we're really in the middle of the swing of, of the season? Definitely. Um, looking forward to, uh, really looking forward to the next four weeks, um, which is John Deere next week. Uh, we've got, we're, we're hoping to, we need top five in John Deere, get over there to the uh, Scottish and uh, the Open. They have, is, the, they have the jet there. Oh, yes. That's what Deere that's, always says. We've got the jet. We've got the jet. That's where we really want to get to. I've been uh, really lucky to do a couple Opens and obviously being over in European Tour for five and a half years. I love it over there in Scotland. It's great golf. It's, it's, a, it's a style of golf that fits my caddy and mindset really well. Um, so, yeah, I would love to do those, but if, if not, we're doing Barbasol, which is a, a really good event in Kentucky, and uh, and Barracuda, which is one I've not done. I'm excited to do that. Going to Tahoe. Oh, yeah. I hear it's an awesome place um, out there, Lake Tahoe, but uh, I know that it's a little bit different with the format, which is supposed to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to those. But, yeah, just, you know, really just trying to finish inside that top 70 on the year to get into all those elevated events next year is, is really our goal. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've got some great, great ones coming up. Excellent. Well, Will, thank you for your time. We've got some of the, uh, the leaders coming in off of that, uh, horn sound here as the, uh, the noise picks up at Rocket Mortgage, but, uh, look forward to giving y'all a little bit more info on how the tournament ends here. And Will, we Absolutely. look forward to seeing another one of these tournaments coming up. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks again for having me and, uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again soon. And guys, check out. Check out Birdie Brands. Uh, is there a place to look that up? Yeah, birdiebrands.com. Birdiebrands.com. And folks, the difference between 79 and 80 is everything. That's right. Maybe today's the day I break 80. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I got to keep it on the 80. It's the gold Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.